Warning! Calories unleashed may be offensive, especially to mask Nazi teachers. This show is honest, uses foul language, and contains sensitive topics. So, if you're easily offended, do not listen. Get some! Fucking moron! Here we go, here we go. Listen. Wake up. Fucking ridiculous. This is a nothing. Wake up. Fucking moron. This is terrible. It ain't helping you. Wake up. Knucklehead Nation, do I have a treat for you guys? Um, we're gonna be doing, we're gonna be having a Thursday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to inject as many Thursday shows as we possibly can. I'm gonna try to release these guys, you know, twice a week. But we have our first guest of something I like to call like a interview series. And episode 127 is going to focus on a very local person, okay? I want, to, I want to focus on people that are doing good things in the community. Her name is, her name is Anna Lichnowski, okay? Very tongue, tongue-tied name, <laughs> but she is a, um, she's doing work in Ocean County. And when you hear this lady's story and what she's going through, you're going to wonder... What's going on in Ocean County, and what are they trying to cover up, and why are they, why are they fighting this woman so hard for really basic stuff that we should all have access to? And they're breaking laws in the, in, in the process. So, without further ado, here's episode. Well, I can't say episode. Here is the first round of the Calories Unleashed interview series. Enjoy. All right, Knucklehead Nation, I have a, uh, I have a treat for you. In my um, interview sections, I have, I've been meaning to get, we've been meeting to touch base, but I have um, Anna Lichnowski, right? Did I say that right? Lichnowski? Mm-hmm. We, we, we said it before, right. it's, uh, I'm not very hooked on phonics. So Anna is a Brook Township resident, right? And um, I've been hearing and seeing that you're doing a lot of good things in Brick. You're going after the election integrity. So why don't you do me a favor, introduce yourself to, to my audience. Okay, my name is Anna Lichnowski. As you said, I've been a resident of Brick uh, just about my whole life. I started uh, preschool and kindergarten down here. And yes, more recently than that, I have pursued a little bit of an activist streak. Not not that that was my intention, uh, but obviously in this crazy world that we live in, it's just something that I felt very, uh, very compelled to do, you know, prior Prior to all this, I was in business. You know, my fiance and I are, are still in business. We're, we're mostly just in his business now as mine uh, sort of died as a result of COVID and the lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. Um, and at the time, I was consulting a lot of uh, micro to, to small to medium-sized companies. And uh, unfortunately, with the lockdowns, a lot of them uh, just, just sort of close their doors. Uh, so I was faced with a really challenging decision. A, a lot of the stuff that I was helping these businesses with revolved around growth and, and their uh, legacy planning, for lack of better words. So inadvertently, there was this risk uh, that I never thought I would consider a risk in my entire life. And that became our government. You know, in this case, it's Murphy and his dr- draconian lockdown policies and all that kind of stuff. So ever since then, it's been I've, I've had a couple of different projects, I guess you could say. It's a, it's a crazy world, especially when you start looking into this kind of stuff. You get some interesting answers, you meet some interesting people, and it builds on itself. And um, 
that that's kind of what prompted it obviously with covid uh destroying my business okay well that's uh, there, there you said a lot there that i could ask you what do you mean mm-hmm. what do you mean risk is government now can tell me what you mean what do you, what do you mean what do you mean by that Sure. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, how it, when COVID was happening, uh, you know, we had retail fronts. My business, I, I ran from home for the most part. Um, so I wasn't necessarily impacted by lockdowns. However, you know, because I was coaching a lot of retail places, uh, they were affected. And those places were not as fortunate as we were. Uh, we own prepaid cell phone stores. So we had... Um, the Metro by T-Mobile that was in the Carabas Plaza in, in Bricktown. And then we had a couple of similar spaces. We had like a Boost Mobile in Tom's River, and we had another Metro by T-Mobile in, in South Tom's River. And uh, put it this way, what we witnessed, uh, believe it or not, the telecommunication companies were not actually considered essential. Uh, but then what we witnessed was our, you know, the companies we represent, they, they kind of went to government and said, well, we think we're essential because we're cell phones. And there was just this mutual fly-by-night agreement. So seeing that, it, it, those decisions being made where, you know, I was grateful for it, obviously. We didn't have to shut those retail stores down. But then seeing in my practice, all these other companies that didn't have that kind of freedom, I mean, automatically it was a red flag. I just saw hypocrisy. I saw, you know, two different uh, rules, if you will, and it really bothered me. I'm not the kind of person to say, oh, well, I'm okay. I can run my business. And then in the meantime, I see other people being forced to close. So it was just very unjust to me. And that's what prompted my, my interest in starting to look into things. Okay. And one of those things that you're looking into was the, the past election in New Jersey. Correct. So, right. it, Tell us uh, about believe that. It, yeah, sure. It, believe it or not, this all started. Uh, if you've ever heard of Oprah requests or yep. FOIA requests, uh, what I started doing, I started harassing the the state health department. Um, it was a learning curve because you have to use very specific verbiage, and I was just curious about this whole thing that was COVID. And then when I realized that, oh, you know, we we could ask this about our elections. You you can ask it of any public agency for that matter. Uh, what I did was I, I started asking our election board uh, to reproduce the footage um, for the mail-in ballot boxes. All of those mail-in ballot boxes, there's 17 or 18 of them around Ocean County. They're under 24-7 surveillance. They're mandated to be under that surveillance. So I asked for the footage, and it's been uh, quite an uphill battle to actually uh, obtain the footage. And I'm, I'm still learning or questioning why it's such an uphill battle. Now, you said they committed a crime. They said they they, fir- they first told you what, that they deleted it, and then they were going to charge you $4,000. They, they said they could find it, and that, but it was going to be $4,000, right? So I, I brought up the original response just so I could uh, naturally – I change screens here. Hold on one second, because it's interesting. The, the first response that I got, um, so this started, I, I requested 2020 footage initially. And yes, they, they responded and they said that 2020's footage was not in existence anymore. And the funny thing about that is I know uh, a different group of people who submitted the same Oprah request, and they were not told that. They're still waiting to hear back about 2020's footage. So right off the bat, it's me and another group of people. We have two different answers regarding 2020. Um, the Secretary of State 
dictates that they hold those or excuse me, for, for the presidential election in 2020, it's not the state who sets the rules, it's actually the, the federal government. And their standards say you have to hold, you know, that, that footage that shows uh, the record of the, the person's vote, the people's voice it's called, for at least two years for a presidential election. So it, it was very peculiar that they told me they didn't have it, um, but it was more peculiar that they told me that their standard for retaining that kind of footage was only 30 days. And they told me that this applied to 2020 and 2021. So, you know, this I started requesting this in about October. So they already knew a month prior uh, that I would be requesting 2021 because once I learned that there was this 30 day retention rule, you know, I asked, um, well, what do I do about 2021? How much longer do I have? Is, is it the same? And they pretty much said, yeah, it's 30 days for 2020 and 2021. So this is Ocean County kind of hassling you, right? Or is it, or are you dealing with the state of New Jersey? Who's really, who's, this, is, this is Ocean County. This is Ocean County. Correct. Okay. Wow. That's, let me ask so the, the, or, or you want me to keep going because there's more to that story as well. I, 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 I want to hear it all. So, yeah, I mean, go ahead. If you, if you could continue from there, you, yeah, we're all ears. Yeah. Um, so uh, they told me 2020 did not exist. A, a little bit of time passed. And then I submitted another public record request for 2021. And that's where stuff started getting even stranger um, because for some reason, the custodian, they, they have to typically cite the law that applies if, if your records are denied. So the custodian cited the law and it's uh, NJSA 47, uh, uh, 47-1A, you know, yada, yada, yada. The law says that a certain type of records are exempt. Uh, and what they were trying to say was that they don't have to disclose the footage uh, because it's exempt because of the type of footage that it is. And in most normal cases, security measures and surveillance techniques, that's the exact verbiage, is excluded from disclosure. But there is a whole second part of that law that says, uh, you know, security measures and surveillance techniques, if there's a security risk, for lack of better words. So if there's a security risk, a genuine security risk, the expectation as per you know precedent is that the custodian has to tell me why there's a security risk. So if I pose the security risk by having this footage, you have to tell me why. So not only did he not tell me why, he cited the law as if that whole other section didn't even exist. So he just said, oh, it's exempt because it's a security tape. And it, uh, the impression I got was that he just really didn't get the impression that I was going to actually look up the law to like <laughs> make sure that that was definitely the law. And it was very insulting. You know, I don't, it, it, I don't think it's necessarily illegal for him to have done that. I think it's definitely a moral or an ethical issue because we're, we can find that law very easily. Any person can do a Google search and see what the law says under the Public Record Act. Um, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, I don't know anybody who would get a response like that that would lead them to believe they could trust, you know, the, this agency that they're working with. So in my mind, you know, they're denying this and I have this 30 day window that is just, you know, every single day that goes by that that clock is ticking. Um, 
So I started complaining because they weren't telling me why it was a security risk and they stopped answering me, knowing that we already talked about this 30-day window, knowing that the 30-day window was essentially closing in every single day that they waited to respond. And, and I was kind of faced with the decision and that was to um, you know, essentially file a complaint to the court to have them prevent the destruction of the records. And that's how this whole lawsuit came to be. And I was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still very surprised that to this day, those records have, have been retained or that I even had to go to a judge to have that happen because legally they're, they're supposed to be retained anyway. So it's just this very bizarre situation because the judge did order in, in my favor and, and, and the county is not allowed to destroy the records until our whole litigation is done but I can't figure out why <laughs> to begin with when state rules and federal law for both elections say that it, it's supposed to be, both of the records are supposed to be held anywhere from 22 to 24 months. So why are we here? You know, that's really the, the big question that I'm still unable to answer. I mean, I, I have a bigger question. Why, what are they afraid of? Why aren't they, why won't they just release them to you in the first place and say, here, have fun with them. Right. If there's, I don't know. Like, this is what, this is what bothers me. Well, let me ask you a question before I tell you what, what what bothers me. Why did you want the footage in the first place? So I don't – we had a lot of irregularities with, with both elections. Um, it is my belief that 2020 was, was stolen outright. I think we have a lot of issues within our local elections as well. I, I'm not directly suspicious that Ocean County is nefariously, uh, you know, messing with our elections. But I don't understand the response from any of them, from the from the election board or the, or the commissioners, for that matter, where they have all acknowledged that we've had irregularities in other counties, especially when it relates to the mail-in ballots. Why they think that can't affect us in Ocean County is beyond me. You know, um, uh, who was it? Uh, D'Souza, Dinesh D'Souza. There was a, a trailer for 2,000 mules. And they showed that that's exactly what ballot traffickers do. The same traffickers will go to multiple ballot boxes in multiple counties and drop these ballots. And, and I am just of the mindset of if it, it, it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. We need to take a look at this. And that's where my problem really lies. Why are they so resistant to that? They, they have all publicly acknowledged on the record that they know there were irregularities in 2020 and in 2021. But then they want to say Ocean County was totally clean and there's nothing to worry about. And you, you can't say both of those things. You can't. And you, you can't say it unless somebody has independently looked at it. Mm -hmm. You know, unless somebody has gone through all of the film that shouldn't have been destroyed. That, that should never be destroyed until somebody no. goes through all that footage and makes sure that you didn't have the same person dropping off ballots. That should be that should be number one priority, you would think. Right? Wouldn't you? I mean, it, it's almost like. It, let me ask you a question. Who um, do you know? Do you have like names of people that you that you're dealing with over there? Anybody that we could call? I don't know if you need to necessarily say them over this, but you can. It doesn't make a difference if you feel comfortable, or you could send them to me, and I'll start sending them questions. You know, but yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I know, I know. Frank Holman is kind of the head chair of the election board, and then there's there's two Democrats and there's two Republicans. They can all be found on the election board website. Um, the only reason I don't go direct to them is because we're now in litigation, so I, I can't. I have to go through their attorneys. Oh, um, yeah, but true. there's there's nothing stopping anybody from the public. You know, in fact, for this lawsuit, which there there's just a ton to say about the lawsuit in and of itself. But you know, I ran around for two weeks right before Christmas, 
And it was a long shot project, but I wanted to prove that there was public interest in this. And two weeks prior to Christmas, I ran around Ocean County by myself, uh, notarizing affidavits of other people who were interested. And in two weeks, right before Christmas, you would think there would be so many people unavailable. I got 105 people and that's me running around by myself, no help, no other notaries. So that says a lot. There's a lot of people in our county interested in this. And again, right. it has nothing to do with, with any direct action that, that our election board has taken or not taken. Naturally, I talk to a lot of poll workers and, and there are stories that are reminiscent of ones that we have heard in, in all around the country. Um, and they have been expressed to the election board and our commissioners. And unfortunately, I think a lot of these complaints fall on deaf ears. I don't think any action is really taken about this. And I think that's why people are, are really hopping on board because now I, I'm, I've done something, you know, to hold them accountable. Oh, yeah. I, I love what you're doing. I wish I knew uh, that you were doing that in, in December. We've been we've been trying. I mean, full 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 you know disclosure. I'm a mason. Obviously, everyone can see. You know, I'm a mason contractor in brick, so I care about I care about our election integrity because it means you know masks in schools and all that stuff that that kids are dealing with and we're dealing with. It all has to do with our elected representatives, and you want I want to mm -hmm. make sure that it's clean. Hey, look, the, the, like to me, it's like why wouldn't you want to prove that it was the cleanest election? Why wouldn't you? Why? How can you say it if you've never looked at it and you never analyzed the da the data and you never really went through all the video cameras, and somebody wasn't sitting there monitoring with, with facial recognition at all times? Those those drop boxes, they're very vulnerable. Well, I, I think there's a lot of people that are interested in this. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of you have to fight all the the social medias and you can't get anything. Like I looked at your stuff. Now me and you go back and forth, but I went on your Facebook page and I see a whole bunch of posts that you made that I don't see. I don't get it. It doesn't come up on my page. I don't even have a chance to like it. Right? So the good old fashioned censorship. The, Anything regarding elections gets censored on there. Yeah, and the good old fashioned shadow ban. They know exactly what you're going after and what you're doing. And mm -hmm. it's it's just a very it's very interesting in Ocean County that they're gonna be they, they would fight you over this footage. You would think Ocean County especially would want to make sure that that our elections are are is clean as they possibly can be and i don't think with mail-in votes mail-in votes you could ever be clean ever it's, it's, and that's that's what it, and if you go you know it's amazing because if you go speak to the commissioners and, and the commissioners are, are accountable or i should say the election board is accountable to the board of commissioners so that's why i choose to speak with the commissioners because they're, they're their bosses for lack of better words. And they sit here and they say, we don't have control over them. And I know they, they don't to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, they still are aware of everything going on with the election board. And they wouldn't want to have their name on something like a questionable uh, election or anything like that. And one of the commissioners, the last time I went to speak there actually said, I don't even think anybody at the election board actually reviews that footage or sits there and monitors the footage. And I'm like, how do you admit this on, on top of everything? Because that's it's, it's, it's been multiple points of resistance from them. It's, and, it, and it's consistent. You know, um, their first argument when I filed, you know, they, they went back to the security risk thing. And I'm telling you, they, the argument was just so stupid. I, I'm not an attorney. Uh, I could not find an attorney to, to actually represent me for this because it was election related and because they told me this fell under common law jurisdiction, so they can't collect attorney's fees for it. It would have to come out of pocket, whereas if we had a judgment, it, you know, they could get compensated from that. Um, 
So by the time I got to court, it, it's a very, I've never been in, in a hearing like this in my life. Uh, and to have to argue, one of the first arguments they came with was this whole security issue. And their best arguments were that um, disclosure of the footage would inadvertently disclose the angle, the position, and the location of the security cameras. And my art, my objection was common sense. I'm like, I, I can go walk by those buildings and find that exact information. I don't have to go through Oprah to see the information there, right? Uh, and then the second thing they said was that it, uh, repro reproducing the footage, which you're talking about downloading something off of the server and, and copying it, right? Uh, that would be significant disruptions to county IT operations. And that $4,000 <laughs> price tag is supposedly for, uh, uh, it was for 100 man hours at $35 an hour, you know, the staffing to, for the person to do it, plus an extra $500 for the storage itself. They told me it was under a terabyte of footage. Now that figure has changed. And that's what it is. It's been, they've taken it. it advantage of every opportunity to argue, but they've made absolutely horrible arguments that me, a non-attorney, can very simply overcome by common sense arguments. <laughs> and I, I almost feel like it's, it's, it's an intimidation tactic, like they want me to back down. And in fact, it would blow your mind because um, I haven't even had the chance to talk about the most recent hearing uh, that just happened this week. But naturally, won't you know, at a left field, um, right before our hearing, when was the hearing this week? I can't even remember. Hang on, I got to look at this now. Oh, the hearing was Friday. How do I forget that? It was just on Friday. Um, and I, I went in there ready and I got a call about an hour before and they said that they would do it for free, that all I had to do was reimburse them the $300 that they overpaid for the hard drive, which was an extra terabyte more than I even needed. It's, it's this whole, so they, they offered to do it for free. After all this time, after months of going back and forth, now all of a sudden it's free. And I said, you know what? No, I'm not even gonna do it now. Cause now um, there's, there's sort of this alternative idea that it was actually somebody else's idea and they posed it at the commissioner meeting, but they said, hey, why don't we, you know, screw the lawsuit, screw the $4,000 to reproduce it. Why don't you put it on the county website and stream it? And I said, that's a friggin' awesome idea. Yeah, we should have. So now I'm applying pressure to them for that to be the solution. It'd be cheaper for them because it's not going to cost them $4,000 to reproduce the footage. Obviously, I don't have to pay that. It's not going to come out of pocket, you know, so put it on the website. So we're, we're going to try and see if, if they'll do it. But again, that's I now a, have to appeal the, to the commissioners and ask for their help. And it's this, this go see do if you will. That's a great idea. I mean, nothing for nothing. It, it would, to me, it's worth it to, to spend the 300 hours and actually get it physical copy and then force them to put it on the website. That's, I mean, that, I, both are, I think, are, are a very good option because one way or the other, you want to take this, you want to be able to take this stuff and send it to somebody that could, that could, Send it through a computer program to look for the same people, facial recognition, and just look for anomalies. You could do that. It's a it's a really simple like a like a computer program. Or I was going to say when you were doing it, why couldn't they just let one person look at it then? One independent yeah, no. guy. If it's so worried about security, okay, then then let's have one guy look at it or a team of people stare at this thing and just you know everybody independent though they have to be from the from concerned citizens. 
take five concerned citizens, get get them together as a group. Boom. There's a, there's your there's your solution. Right. Yeah, but how many, how many citizens? I mean, the security risk argument is so very far-reaching. The average person doesn't have like facial recognition. You know what I mean? It's, I, that's I what I'm saying. It's, it's I the, still don't understand what the risk is. It's, there, there's but. there's there's no risk. But I'm just it's like okay, mm-hmm. if, if this is your argument, there's four thousand ways that we could get around this. Yeah. Right. Four well, that's the thing. They invalidated that argument because leading up to the the first hearing back in December, they were saying it's all about the security risk. But then when we got to the first hearing in December, it wasn't, we, we didn't even orally argue that topic. It was just, oh, we're willing to make a resolution and now it's for $4,000. So they completely invalidated any legal argument they had about that because by the time they got in front of the judge, they were like, oh no, Your Honor, we're willing to do this for $4,000. <laughs> so that's another thing. Rationally, I'm like, is this, is this a trick? Like <laughs> they can't bring this up again, right? Because they, they just, it's mood. It's a mood argument. <laughs> they have to. They have to be messing with me at this point. So you, yeah. you ultimately, you got them to say that they'll release it. Which footage is it? Is it both 2020 election and the 2021, or is it just the the 2021? No, and that's that's a whole other can of worms. I I submitted multiple uh, Oprah requests. So technically, it was for um, I don't know. I want to say it was November second to November 9th. But I did election day to the day they actually certified for 2021 only for the gubernatorial. And I ended up redoing the Oprah request because I thought it was going to be a security issue if I asked for it, like during daytime hours when those public buildings were accessible by people who weren't voting. So I, I, I maybe thought, OK, maybe there is a security issue because these buildings are open during the day and, and you just never know. However... I revised it and I asked for it for the footage between, uh, I want to say 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. when nobody was actually accessing the building. So, I mean, e- either way, if people are harvesting ballots, it's, it's, I don't think they're only doing that during the day. And that's also why I would like to pursue this alternative option because just release all the footage versus the footage I was trying to fight for, which was only those you know 12 hours a day for eight days. Because then realistically, my intention was to go through this process all over again for the rest of the footage. And that is the last thing I want to be doing after this process. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would like to see from the second they put that election box out until the last ballot was taken out of it. Yeah. From then to then. Somebody's got to review it. And then someone's got to clear it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just – it's really it's, – it's common sense. You – I can't even imagine why somebody would want to even fight back against something like that. That's the problem. And what that, better that way to engage the public in, in the election process, especially if there is an issue, you know, that, that would compel them to go to the election board, to the commissioners. And, and just that step in and of itself, I almost wonder if that's the deterrent, if they don't, they don't want to know for some reason. Like, I'm on the same page as you. Why would you not want to know? Why would you not take free help? From, from your constituents in your district. Like, let them review it. And if there's something suspicious, they'll let you know. They'll let you know. Why? See, like, it, it immediately makes me jump to conclusions about people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if, if we are a Republican, let's say a Republican district or you know, Republican county, because we are the one of the only Republican counties, I don't like Republicans or Democrats. I, I you know, sit on that side, on the, on the mm-hmm. Republican side. I just don't like politicians. But, 
if we're really a Republican county, then why wouldn't be we be the first ones trying to look at this, trying to see what's going on? Because I talked, I talked to a buddy of mine who works in the election process, and he he basically tells me, when you sign your name, and they kind of half-ass validate your signature, you know what I'm saying? When you go to vote, that's yeah. that's the security protocol. Mm-hmm. So once you go in there and vote, it's done. So anybody could theoretically walk in, say they're me, vote for however the hell they want, and then when I come yeah. in. I, I have a provisional ballot, but that vote's still cast. There's no way that they could they could null and void that, vo- that that vote, right? So how how is that a safe election system? To me, it's not. It's not even close. But they yeah. don't want to. It's 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 mind boggling that you're getting such resistance in Ocean County. It's unbelievable. So do you still have lawsuits going on, or you still have the the, the court stuff going on? Yeah. So as of Friday, we we sort of canceled out the whole offer with four thousand dollars. I think I think the judge is just sick of me, like kicking and, and screaming. But whatever, the kicking and screaming has worked. Because now this is the second time I've won a motion that I've requested. So we have two weeks. We have two weeks to negotiate whatever deal we're we're going to work out. You know, at this point, I turned down their offer to do it for free and pay the 300. So I don't think they're going to be kind and like leave that offer on the table. Um, But I'm going to see what I can do as far as publishing this. You know, I I do believe that this is the most cost effective effective option. I think that this gets all the footage out to the public and and it really just um, pacifies all of the suspicions that we have, you know, because you remember I have been updating at least 105 people and, and their, you know, ancillary networks and relatives and everything about everything that's happened with the exception of Friday, just because it just passed. Um, so people are in the know about this and, and they're not happy at the end of the day. They're not happy. You know, when we went to the commissioner meeting last month, I mean, we, we packed out the room. There was like 50 of us there and multiple people spoke about different issues. I mean, I was surprised. I thought I was going to be the only person who's who spoke there um, because people were asking me, can I ask questions? And, and I told them, like, I can't. You can't ask the same questions I can, but if you feel compelled to go speak, go speak. And they did. I, I was so happy. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know how any of the, the commissioners sat there not, and, and well, I don't know how they left that meeting uh, not knowing that this is an issue. And, and realistically, when I went to the commissioner meeting on Wednesday, uh, just this past Wednesday, I, I could tell that this this is a, a topic of a conversation. So I think that turnout really did resonate with them. I, I do genuinely believe that they're they're trying to advocate on my behalf with the election board, but they're limited. They're they're not necessarily allowed to to give me updates because it's the subject of a lawsuit, and I understand uh, that. So we're we're just doing the best we can to get them to advocate on our behalf. You know, I'm in touch with. But their counsel, we're telling them this is the best solution, and and all we can do is hope that they agree, you know, and get on board with this because it wouldn't take a lot for them to just put it on the website. No, that's pretty. Upload it, right? It's yeah. a, it's the same thing mm-hmm. as putting it on a on a terabyte hard drive. All you got to do is upload it. Upload it to the site. There you go. You'll have people. Matter of fact, sell it for like ninety nine cents. Make make money on it, right? For the county. And say, hey, come on, participate in this. I, I don't know. I'm not being an asshole at this point. Let's um, let's get into a little bit of conspiracy theory, because uh, or is that is is, <laughs> is that it? Um, is that all your? Uh, is that everything about the suit? Is there anything you want to add to it? Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. 
pretty much it. I think overall, I mean, most of the conspiracy, quote unquote, around the lawsuit itself is really just, you know, when I look from the outside in, it very much feels and looks like uh, this whole legal process. Granted, I, I brought it to the table. Um, I, I knew what I was getting myself into, but I really didn't. Uh, but now at this point, it does feel like, uh, put it this way, their knowledge and their experience is, is becoming, you know, weaponized against me. Like they have taken advantage of every opportunity to argue whether or not it freaking makes sense is irrelevant. They just took advantage of that to delay and saw and intimidate and throw legal-esque jargon in my face that I had to sit through for hours. And they know that. And I know that they know that. So um, just bringing... Uh, just bringing an awareness to to Pete because there's a lot of people and a lot of movements out there whether it relates to mandates elections and they're putting out advice you know like do this legally do that legally like know know your stuff before you you go down a road like this because you're going to get exactly what I'm getting you're going to get people who are more knowledgeable more savvy about it uh, and they're going to take advantage of every opportunity they have to make it difficult as difficult as possible for you. It's it's unbelievable. So let me ask you a question. What do you what do you think happened in these elections? What do you think happened in twenty twenty? What's your hunch? Or or you know, or conspiracy? I mean, the I for me, I, I tried listening to some of the complex stuff regarding the machines. There's obviously issues with the machines. I'm I'm not going to sit here and make a blanket statement and say it's every machine. I personally do not trust Dominion as a company. That's another. Uh, issue that's up for de debate in our county in particular because um, our elected officials, including our, our commissioners, they did get campaign contributions from Dominion. It's in their campaign finance reports. Uh, they will, and they have, you know, admitted that they don't know who who contributes to their campaigns. But I just find it very hard to believe because if you've ever been to a fundraiser, the candidates there and most of the donors are there. So. Maybe that conversation isn't had, but it's 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 still known, you know. I'm so I I think it's a conflict of interest. I don't think you know we should be doing business with a company like Dominion, especially when it's the the subject of national controversy. And I'm sorry if it were up to me, the whole mail-in ballots, uh, get rid of the mail-in ballots, get rid of the mail-in boxes. You know, we already have absentee ballots for a reason. It it is just such a convoluted process. I mean, think about it. We went from paper ballots on one day, election day. Now we have all these complex machines. We have multiple days of voting, especially in Jersey. Now we have that whole early voting. Oh, it's like two and a half uh, weeks uh, worth of voting in New Jersey. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's just rife for the opportunity to perpetuate fraud. So, uh, you know, when people were surprised this past election that like it wasn't certified the day of, I'm like, no shit, it wasn't certified. I'm sorry, I didn't know if I'm allowed to swear. No, of course but... you can. Of course you can. <laughs> no shit, it's not going to be certified on the day of because it's a mess. You know, there was obvious issues with training. Um, even when I went in front of the commissioners, they said that the direction that they were getting from the secretary of the state, and I believe it, was very wish-washy. But as an election board at the county level, as the commissioners at the county level, how do you not demand clearer instruction when it comes to something like our election? So it's just a goddamn mess. It's a mess everywhere. And we really need to take a step back and say, what's working, what's not? You know, what's making life easier? 
for us versus not, you know, I, I don't think we necessarily need the machines, but I know it makes life easier for the purpose of tallying and counting and all that stuff. So if that's what we're stuck with, you know, how do we make it as secure as possible? Because I think there, there are a lot of issues. I don't know enough about the, the mechanics of the machines. I know there's a lot of people out there who say that the issue of them being able to connect to the internet, obviously you're going to have a lot of risks there with, with foreign actors, you know, and it's, I, I've been hacked before. I've had my entire life like out there on the internet. I've, you know, my identity was stolen in a terrible way. You know, I had somebody rip off. I, I think I used one business check my whole life and somebody was able to actually find that business check and duplicate it. I mean, it's so scary to think how these sophisticated hackers can just take your life and, and run with it. So when you think about that with your elections, I mean, it's no wonder something like 2020 can happen in the way that it happened. And there's a lot of stuff obviously coming out uh, that's showing this. Oh, yeah. So I, I think the machines have to be ripped apart and analyzed forensically. And I also think the mail-in ballots, something has to be done with the mail-ins. It's just too, it's too easy. It's way too easy. And I was trying to tell everybody, it's like my brother Gerard during 2020, you know, COVID, full COVID, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My brother Gerard's lived in, in Florida for the last 25 years. Okay, 25 years. So I get three ballots to my house. Three. One for me, one for my wife, one for my brother Gerard, but his last name was spelt with a G, not a C. Okay? But it had a ballot for president. So how difficult, if I was a real asshole, how difficult would it have been to forge that, vote for whatever candidate I want, and mailed it in? Mm-hmm. How difficult is it? How many people you wouldn't think did that? It wouldn't have been difficult at all. It never would have been caught. never would have been looked at. Nope. Right? So it's Is he registered in Florida too? Did you ever ask? Or? I have I have no idea. Yeah, I never asked him. And we don't really talk that much. But it was I just oh, okay. I just found it very interesting how people say like it was a very secure election. Well, if I could have committed voter fraud that easy, how could you tell me it's a it's a secure election? You can't. Because there would have mm-hmm. been nobody, no way to tell if that vote was real or fake. No way to tell. And that's a whole other issue. That's a good issue you bring up because I know just from running around the county and talking to these different people who have been interested in this, uh, your story is not unique. There's a lot of people in this county who still get it. And then their family members, you know, family members who lived out of state for 30 years. Um, uh, My friend's mother not only lived out of state for like 30 years, she's been deceased for the past three and he still gets the ballot. And he's, um, been involved in elections in other counties and stuff like that. And he always keeps the ballot, you know, on his person too, because when everybody, whenever he gets into a conversation with somebody and, and they ask, is election fraud, you know, a real thing? He pulled out the ballot and he's like, yeah, you know, this is for my dead mom and she gets the ballot every year. So it's, it's real. And that's a whole other can of worms, like the voter rolls. Why are they such a hot mess? in Jersey. That's a very easy thing to clean up. These election boards have gigantic budgets to do stuff like that. Why is that not done? That could that could resolve a lot of the issues with the mail-in fraud. And well, it just doesn't get done. Well, either neither side could uh could try to cheat elections if they if they, you know, ran it clean and they wanted to look in, look into it. Mm-hmm. I really think there's there's assholes doing it on both sides. 
That's my opinion. I don't trust either one of them. Now, I will say I don't trust the Democrats way more than I don't trust the Republicans, but I think they're all in on it. I think it's the same exact party. It's they they want to maintain their power over whatever system that we have. Yeah. And that's that's really what it's all about. And these people in New Jersey, you see a very concerted effort between the two and they are working together. You know, the Republicans just roll over. They do absolutely nothing. And that's you know, to me, I'm a registered Republican. And, and in Ocean County, I tell people Republicans are the biggest problem, you know, because you have people who have just been in office, career politicians, 30, 40 years longer than I've been walking this earth. And that's an issue, too. You know, that's either them being able to keep their power that easily or, on the other hand, it's an engagement issue. You know, people just aren't stepping in to, to run. Um, but I can't even say that, you know, part of what drove me to really file this lawsuit, um, it wasn't just because I was bothered by the election, but somebody I knew ran in brick. And it was 2020 deja vu. And, um, you know, I wasn't a, a big part of her campaign because I met her later, like her, it was closer to the election day, you know, where not election day, it was a couple of months, you know, we worked together over the summer. But uh, the night of the election, she was told by the Republican club in brick that she won. So we went out. We celebrated. It was a big thing. And then literally the next day they called her. Oh, yeah, we got the mail-in votes and there were 200 Democratic votes that came in. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Because what, what, 80% of Ocean County or 78%, whatever, was Republican. Most of those people vote down the line. But then all of a sudden, you know, we got 200 Democratic votes that knocked this woman out of her position. Uh, and, just, and, and we ended up with a third time elected Democratic mayor. I know people like Ducey, but I'm sorry. I just, that's not how people vote. It's usually read down the line, especially in elections like these. You know, I just don't believe it. I, um, it's weird about Ducey, right? Because he's not really a Democrat. He's a Democrat in name only. He's, he is, you know, just a face. He's, he's done some stuff with the parks and there's a lot of people that just like him just because he's done some, done some stuff with the parks. I really think that like having someone like Ducey, I want to get rid of Ducey simply because I think he brought us people like Andy Kim. You do get if you're comfortable with a Democrat and voting for that way, because I think there are some Republicans. I know them that did vote for that did vote for Ducey, you mm-hmm. know, so it's it's just a um, when you start doing that and you start saying, OK, I could tolerate this. It makes you more comfortable tolerating anything, anything going down the line. And he doesn't act like a Democrat, but I, I don't I don't like him. He, great. You did. You did some stuff with the parks. You're a figurehead. Yeah. The, nothing for nothing. But. He should want to know if the elections are are have integrity. He should be involved in helping you out. He should be the first one talking about this type of stuff, right? What are you doing in our town, really? What does the mayor do? He goes and cuts mm-hmm. some ribbons. He smiles and waves at the camera. He's like the penguins of Madagascar. That's it. That's all I do. Smile and wave, and that's that's really what he does. He doesn't do anything else. He puts on some stuff. People like the summer fest stuff. He does some yeah. things like that, and that's what they like about him. He's a smiling. There was a really interesting video from Team Teresa that was the Republican candidate. And and it was unfortunate because I don't think the club supported her like they should have. And that's a whole other problem, a whole other can of worms with the Republican clubs here and and their structure and their hierarchy is, you know, good candidates like that who who aren't the house favorite, for lack of better words, they don't get support. And it's incredibly hard to fund something like a campaign, even at the the mayoral level. even at the council level, it's very difficult to do that without support. But she put out a video. Um, it was very close to the election. I remember that much. And she was talking about the 
uh, what was it? The food town that used to be in brick, that big open space that they're putting the, whatever, it's like a sports center there now. They're, they're in the process of building it. And uh, she was saying how, I, I don't know, um, years ago, I, I don't know what year she used, but she gave the property value then versus what it just recently sold for. And it was really a testament to the job that Ducey was doing, because when you look at the property values, like it, it, it's not all inspiring. In fact, they ended up selling for significantly less than what they, it, it sold for a couple of years ago. Where I think she might have, I, I forgot what the date was. It was either like five or 10 years ago, something like that. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, that, that's, that's a good testament of it. You know, and I know um, even our experience with opening retail stores, the zoning department, no, uh, put it this way. If you're a business owner in a retail front in, in Bricktown, Juicy's not your favorite person because that zoning department is a nightmare. And, and if you know who they answer to, it's Juicy. So like we were even because they did some sketchy stuff with one of our retail stores. They banked us over the head for like a change of use permit that was just ridiculous. And it took months for absolutely no reason. So stupid things like that, uh, you know, I, I feel like stuff like that goes further than whatever he's done with the parks and everything no, like that. Like I people aren't thinking about that when they go to the poll. The majority of the majority of people aren't even thinking about that because they're not affected by it, right? So if you're a contractor, mm -hmm. you understand all about zoning laws and all about how horrific the the process of getting anything built in in, in brick is. It's it's and that's your day slow, day, ridiculous. Too. You have so many overlaps. You have so many inspectors. You know, it's just it's you have a ridiculous amount of people trying to justify their jobs. They'll fail you for everything. They there's fees. It, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. So no, mm -hmm. trust me. But I don't think a lot of people understand that. How many people voted? You know, it's it's like kind of like we had what thirty five percent of the registered voters actually yeah, came they, out and they voted did in this say past. It was, and even that, like I I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. That it was a very controversial election, and we had record. I mean, maybe that was true. Um, but I, again, in my head, I'm like, how is this record? It's so competitive. People are so disgusted with Murphy. We, we have lost literally a half of our small businesses. That is not a small figure. People wanted to go to the polls. So even that, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. You know, maybe people didn't take advantage. I know a lot of people were not, um, when everybody was automatically enrolled in mail-in balance, for 2021, you had to opt out by, I want to say, August 31st. So even that, if you didn't opt out and you went to the polling place, you got a provisional ballot. That opens a lot of opportunity for fraud, too. There's just so many things that could have been done differently. And at the end of the day, it was literally just reminiscent of 2020, even oh, locally. Absolutely. Even locally. Well, I mean, we've seen it again, right? It's like I, I've been mm -hmm. tracking all these things, and, and it was just like kind of like deja vu. You go to bed, and I, admittedly, I voted for Chitterelli, but I didn't like him. I think mm -hmm. he did a lot. I, I, I think he did a lot of things to completely turn off the Trump Republican voter in you know in New Jersey. And I, I don't think a lot of them came out and voted for him. Even though how disgusting they were at Murphy, I think he did a very bad job in that. But it was once again it was deja vu. I go to bed, he's way up. Right? And then they always say that they count the mail in ballots first, but that never seems to be the case because there's mm -hmm. always somewhere where they're oh we found these other mail in ballots that we're counting. It always happens. But I go to bed, he's up by three or four points. I wake up and he's down by a point. Mm -hmm. It's like how how do how does this happen at three o'clock in the morning? You didn't I like I we we I was up all night. I had the we I did a whole show on it. It was I was time, I listened to that one. <laughs> I was timelining the entire day, and it's like when you listen, you're going, wait a second, 
this isn't like the numbers have not updated in an hour and a half. They haven't updated in two hours. It's been the same 97%, right? And then all of a sudden, it goes from 70% to 75% and the numbers completely flip. It's, it, mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know how these things reported. I don't know how it, it's all it's all insane. It's but in that position, more importantly, it, 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 when they certify that Murphy won, how how do you not kick and scream and ask for an audit? And that was the biggest thing, you know, because how don't you? From what I heard, I never had the chance to speak with Jack, but everybody who I spoke to said that they seemed to have think that if anything suspect ha- happened in the gubernatorial election. He would have asked for an audit. He wouldn't have asked for an audit for 2020, but if something happened with his, he would have done it. And they were very let down when everything happened and he didn't ask for an audit. So, you know, I have to imagine that probably had something to do with the, the national convention. You know, who knows? So, so this, this is what it is. Jack Chitterelli is a lifelong look at me politician. Okay. That's number one. Number two, he painted himself in the corner with Trump because he, he basically said that Trump's insane. All you Trump voters are insane. He legitimately won the, the election. There was no problem with it. He openly chastised Trump for saying there was something wrong with the election. So now how, when the same exact thing happens to him, how does he now go and say, oh, yeah, it happened to me, but it didn't happen to Trump? He painted himself mm-hmm. in the box. And then yeah, what he did right. was he said, you know what? Hell with it. I'm going to be running for different offices. I'm going to just you know suck this one down, not make a scene because he is a lifelong shit politician. He's everything wrong with our with our system that we have two garbage candidates to vote for, and that's it. Yeah, it's really bad. It, and when you fight against decent candidates to even to even you know make a debate to where you you're, you're trying to shush people, whether whatever way you went, you know. But we have such a shit elect the whole process, not just the voting. When you the entire process is garbage. Why do we have two three debates? Why don't we have debate weeks? It doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't we have one topic, you discuss a topic for an hour, then the next week you discuss another topic for an hour, the next week, and it's everybody, right? Why, I don't like the idea that Andy Kim could come in and spend $12 million to Richter's $1 million in our county, mostly from out-of-state, you know, out-of-state donors. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There has to be some kind of reform on the financing for the campaigns as well. How, how about it's you only get to spend this amount – and then everybody, everybody is av- awarded a chance because mm-hmm. we have a fair chance, an equal chance, an equal chance. So this is what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you some solutions. So here are my solutions, and then we'll we'll toss talk a couple solutions with you. I think we can easily have this. This is the the voting system that I would love to see. Once we get past the the other problems that we have, when we vote, I would love for me to walk in, have a paper ballot, okay. Fill out a paper ballot. Go into the voting booth. Right, we're going to the voting booth. Fill out a paper ballot, and then what happens is, I it, I put it into the machine. It scans me, and automatically uploads me into my into my portal. So I could look in. You know when you log on and it says, uh, you know, counted your or, or your status is is pending. Mm-hmm. It should be immediate. I place the vote. It gets scanned. My scanned ballot goes to my to my lo- my name. On the website, so I could pull up my ballot at any single time. I know I voted the right way, right? And then, boom, it gets counted right there. It gets counted right there. It's 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 not a very it's not a very difficult process. Then I take back. I have my paper ballot if I ever need to refer to it ever again in my life that I take with me. 
I think that's I, I think that's the best way. Then you have okay, you have to have mail in ballot options. So you have your very secure, you know, um, what do they call it? The uh, shit. What's the way? Where's when you apply? I can't think of the name right now. Going by the registration. No, like an absentee, like an absentee ballot. Have an absentee ballot that they apply for, which we already have. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's it. How difficult is this? I wouldn't even have a problem if you if you took three days to vote in that in that manner where you had to show up to a place scanning your ballot you have people there to help out how difficult is that that's my solution what's your solutions oh see i'm i'm extreme you know i'm like go back to paper ballots across the board one day of voting you know because any if we could do it in less technologically you know think about it we're 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 trying to I don't know, I guess, accommodate our advancement technologically. Again, I don't, I don't know what purpose the, the ballots serve when we have historically done this one day with paper ballots, right? And being that this has been consistent, I mean, if you look back through all the elections since we've been using machines, I'm sure you, there, there will be a point where we can pinpoint when all this started with the machines. And if that turns out to be you know, when we started using machines, I think that makes a very plausible argument that we just don't belong using the machines because they're too prone to. So if it were up to me, I would just go back to one day of voting and I wouldn't strictly use the paper, at least until we find a better way or, or better vendors, you know, because realistically, at least in New Jersey, I think we're, we're only working with like one of three companies as it is. So there's not a lot of diversity. I imagine they're very expensive to make. You know, and uh, I think there's a reason there's not a lot of companies making stuff like that. So I just taking that for what it's worth. If it were up to me, I would just go back to paper. I would keep it one day, you know, make it a holiday, incentivize people as much as you can to take the day off to get involved. And if not, register and apply for the absentee ballot like you would do Hmm. normally if you can't vote on election day. You know, we got to go back to, to basics in that sense. Make it a holiday. Make it a federal holiday. Huh. See, that makes a lot of sense, right? There you go. That There's your excuse gone. Mm-hmm. It's a federal holiday. It's a complete day off for the entire nation to go get to go out and vote. I'm fine with that. Exactly. that, that I, I really like that idea. Make it a holiday. That way you could get involved. That way you don't have I mean, you don't if need you didn't five have weeks the expense of, of the machines, too, you would free up that much more money in the election board budget, too. What, what could you do with that money regarding it? You could hire more poll workers. You could streamline the process differently. It doesn't just have to be billions in machines. You know, I might not know how you could better streamline it at this point, but it's just money that can be used well, for the purpose of streamlining. What could you do? You would think that if everyone had the day off, there would be way more volunteers to even work the election system, the election day, yeah. you know, so that I think that solves a lot of different, a lot of different problems. You have more people involved, more eyes, more accountability, more chain of custody. Right. And that then, was another complaint from some of the poll workers because it was a long day. Like this was the first year that they got paid to do it, but it was like $300 for a full 12 hour shift. And you're working that whole 12 hour shift. Like they didn't, I think they might've had a lunch break and that was one of the complaints. So that money could be used to breaking it up to shifts, you know, where, where you, you could increase that salary for the day. You could have multiple shifts of people where it's, more money for less time. You would get more people who would want to volunteer for that, who would take it more seriously. You could invest in better training because that was, you know, the second complaint that I heard the most was that the training was just 
abysmal. I mean, think about it. Those machines are complicated. Chain of custody in and of itself is complicated. You, you probably need a couple of trainings. You probably need a week's worth of training. You could reinvest money in, into training these people too. I just think it could be better spent elsewhere than, than strictly you know, the machines and everything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And nothing for nothing, it, it, machines without people knowing how to use them are 100% completely worthless. And, hu- and, people, and dangerous. And dangerous. I mean, think about it. You, have, you can have human error that messes mm-hmm. up count totals. You can have human error do all different types of stupid stuff because all, all they have to do is do something wrong with the machine. Operate the machine incorrectly. Yeah. Right? How many people do damage operating, you know, equipment like, like snow plows? Right. I'm a pus. That's what I was thinking. I would like trip over the cord and rip the cord out or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, so it's, I don't know. It, you're, you're right. I mean, um, it's, it's way, way too open to fraudulent activity. And it's, it's definitely something that, that I've been highlighting on my show nonstop. And I love the fact that you're, uh, that you're fighting for this. I, I'm irritated that I didn't, we didn't do this two months ago, but my schedule was so far behind. But you know how it is business with all this stuff, everything was behind, materials behind. No matter That's what, right. I was in a lawsuit at Christmas, so oh, my man. time was limited too. <laughs> yeah, you're not even kidding. It was it was insane trying to catch it up, and then now that we have the freeze and the snow, I'm I'm able to catch up and do some of these things that I that I wanted to get get back to. So listen, this is what we're gonna do. Um, I I, I would love you to like when I close out the segment, stay on so I could say goodbye. But I'll give you the the final word. What do you want everybody, especially Ocean County, you know, to know um, about what you're doing and what you're you know you got the final word. Well, the final word is that I'm I'm really going to be pushing uh, to get this footage up on the website. Um, I think, I believe, from everything that I've been researching, we would be the first in the state to accomplish this. I think it would set an amazing precedent for transparency, especially if we're stuck with the mail-in ballots, especially... um, You know, well, that's pretty much the point. If we're stuck with mail-in ballots, the best alternative that we have to, to making sure, not the alternative, but the best option that we have to, to making sure that they're secure is to have the op- have eyes on them uh, at all times. So I'm, I'm debating. I'm, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to have the time. The next hearing is on the 18th, I believe. Um, I may or may not actually make a, a petition um, that it, an electronic one I'm hoping to do where if we submit it, it'll just go to the uh, the commissioners and the election board so that they know that there's an interest. Uh, but again, I, I go back and forth in my mind as to whether or not it, it falls on deaf ears, you know, doing something like that. Uh, if I do decide to move forward with it, I'll, I'll send it to you, you know, oh, yeah. and make it available to the public and everything like that. I'm going to be, you know, making that decision within the next couple of days, though. Okay. Uh, if not, you know, I'm, I email everybody, you know, um, people can feel free to go to my Facebook um, I, it, it's just my name, Anna Lichnowski. You should be able to find me. And I post updates on there, too. So if anybody wants updates about the, the whole election board issues in Ocean County, they can go there, too. Anna Lichnowski, it was absolutely my pleasure having you on. And uh, continue the good work in, in, in brick standby so I could say goodbye properly. But uh, on to our next awesome segment. Thank you. <laughs> 